You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Blake. Blake, welcome to Becoming Me. Hey, thanks for letting me jump in. You guys, Blake is our first interview that I literally found and met on TikTok of all places. (laughs) Perfect place. Yes, exactly. I was just scrolling along one day, saw this youth pastor who did this hilarious TikTok, and you like blew up overnight. Yes. Okay. I got to ask, what do you, when you say hilarious TikTok, which one are you referring to? Is there one that? The first one that like everybody. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I love, okay. I don't, I don't, what, go ahead. You need to definitely explain the TikTok now. Like the one that made you go viral on TikTok, like instantly. Well, the, the one that I think the first one that actually went really crazy was a country song. Is that the one that you saw? The first one I saw. Go ahead. I, it was like a, it was a country song that it was something about like, uh, the Lord made me hard to handle. And so I like jump in and like sang the song. It's because I'm still single. So I'm like, that's why I'm still single. Cause the Lord just made me hard to handle. Yes. But what's, what's the one you're referring to? Is that the one? Oh, the three points of like, I'm not going to, yeah, so I did, I, I can't, I gotta remember which three they were, but I, I made a joke of like, it's the song that says, oh no, after each time. And so it was like, I'm on a first date with a girl and then like, oh no, I find out like, you know, she's gonna find out there's no sex till marriage. And uh-huh. oh no, there's, we're not, we're not hanging out at bars and clubs and oh no, church is a priority. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm out of here, you know? And, and I've been on some dates like that where it's like, you know, that's just not who I'm going to be. That's not what I'm going to jump in. And so I made this video that, yeah, it, it kind of went crazy. And it's funny because you get both sides, people that are like, absolutely, that's what I'm looking for. And then you get the other side that are like, I don't want anything to do with that. I wouldn't follow that at all. I wouldn't date you either. So it's funny. Keep scrolling along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. oh, yep, absolutely. Well, literally, I just found it so fun because in 2020, we obviously need something to laugh at, right? And so hence my watching a lot of TikToks. And you're the first one I've actually met, like famous TikToker. So I feel- Oh, I don't don't know about that. I don't know if we could say famous TikToker or anything, but yes, I had a few that went, that had had their rounds. That was pretty cool. Y'all, I will include a link to Blake on TikTok so you can follow along and check out the TikToks we just referenced. Uh, Now that we know all about you on TikTok, 
I feel like we should probably backtrack a second and uh, just share who is Blake in general. Probably the hardest question I'm going to ask you today. Yeah, I uh, I was like just a few things that come to mind. One that if, if you're like me, if you like personality tests or if you're big on Enneagram, I'm big on stuff like that. So I'm an Enneagram one. So I could probably just leave it at that. Are you really? Yes. I'm a one. I could probably leave it there and you've already got me all figured out. Uh, but I, I'm the idealist. I have an idea in my mind of what everything should look like. Uh, very hopeful, very mission driven, uh, very, uh, very type A, I guess you could say. So Enneagram one would be where I'm at. Uh, a big one is for me too. I'm also very active. So I'm very involved in uh, sports. I love intramural sports. I play basketball, volleyball, softball. I'm getting ready. Just got asked to play on a flag football team. Wow. So I haven't played flag football since like college. So I'm looking forward to jumping back into flag football. Uh, I also am big into CrossFit. Okay. So uh, I am at the gym five to six days a week. And I right now, like two weeks from today, I'll be in my next competition. Wow. So I've teamed up with two other guys and we just travel around and compete and uh, stay active. I love, I love um, competing. I love whether it's sports, it's CrossFit, uh, it's competitions that uh, people don't even know we're actually competing in. I just like to compete. <laughs> so uh, I just love competition in general, but I love being outdoors. I like kayaking. Um, I have a friend that's getting big into hiking. And so I'm looking at doing some fun stuff like that. I'm a big KU basketball fan. Okay. I love Kansas basketball. Uh, I, you know, favorite basic movies. I love Remember the Titans. That's probably my go-to. I could watch that at any point. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big Law & Order SVU fan. I like the mystery. I like some stuff like that. The, but the biggest one I've got to mention, my favorite show I think of all time is Survivor. <gasps> yes. And... <laughs> do you watch Survivor too? Like grew up watching my parents diehard fans. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up watching it as well. Like I remember first season yep. and in college, I actually tried out for like six seasons in a row to make the show. That's so cool. I tried for so many years. I never got an email back. I never got a call back. I never got nothing. I didn't no contact at all. So I guess I just wasn't what they were looking for. But I always had this dream of being on Survivor. Maybe after they hear my Becoming story, they'll be like, you know what? We want him. <laughs> I hear that. I remember this interview. <laughs> this is it. This is it. So really I don't know. Cool. I just, that's a few things uh, about me. That's awesome. I, I love that. You know, so at Becoming Me, we talk a lot about who we're becoming and our journeys in life. So I would love for you to take some time to unpack like your story. What has made you who you are today? Okay. I think a lot of that is centered around uh, my family. And I think that's true for a lot of people really, but uh, I am in the church world, what people refer to as a PK, which you understand as well, stands for pastor's kid. And so when I was born, my dad was a youth pastor in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then he moved to Springfield, Missouri, where he was an associate pastor for 10 years. And then after my freshman year of high school, we moved to Topeka, Kansas, where he became a senior pastor. So I finished out high school in Kansas. And then I actually moved back to Springfield 
because this is where I claim as home. It's where I spent, you know, most of my life and it's where I'm at now. And I moved back here because of not only my home church, but I also moved here because I attended Baptist Bible College and I earned my degree. I earned an undergrad degree in pastoral studies and then a master's in church ministry. And so growing up as a, as a pastor's kid, I mean, you, you see, you're still in ministry as well. Yep. Yeah. Involved in ministry. I'm still involved in ministry and we see, we know PKs. I mean, it, it seems like uh, many either uh, like fall off the deep end or they, they jump in hardcore to be into ministry. And, and you really see a big divide in that, which is, is hard to see sometimes on the other end. But uh, when you have a family, like for me, uh, you see that a lot because many times pastor's kids are put on display or pastor's families are put on display. And so we respond differently to that. And what I'm thankful for is my parents never put me on display. They never put me out there like, this is the perfect child. This is the one you should implement. Uh, they put me out there like, hey, this is our son and he's a sinner just like everyone else's sons. <laughs> and so I didn't have to be perfect. I could be a real kid. And uh, the church knew that. My family didn't put any uh, unnecessary pressure on me. And so I just got to grow up as a kid and I got to see my family in ministry and they love ministry and they love the Lord. And so we learned to love ministry and love the Lord through their example. And, and, you know, that's kind of part of my story as well in high school, coming to a point of realizing my parents' faith isn't my faith. Yeah. I have to make my faith my own. And I struggle with that, not because, uh, not struggled as in I, um, I just, I went off, you know, on, on a rough end of life, but I struggled with it because my parents took me to church and my parents took me to youth activities. And my parents, you know, they were, they were doing what was right in my life. And, and I was, I enjoyed it. I, I had a good time with it, but I had to come to a realization, middle school, high school range where I realized like, that's my parents' faith yeah. and they're trying to raise me in this, but I need to own this on my own. If this is something that I believe in, do I truly believe in Christ? And do I believe in the church? And and so that's part of my story is like growing up really on the opposite end. A lot of people struggle with it. And I got, and I really was in it and loved it already. I just didn't realize it wasn't my faith. I was still living off of my parents' faith. And so when I was in high school, I remember even like seeing, I, I had multiple youth pastors through, through middle school and high school. And then my dad being a pastor and I had good relationships with the other pastors at our church, just you know, seeing what they did and how they served and how they loved people. And I remember thinking, I want to do that. Like, I want to, I want to help people. I want to serve people. I want to, uh, you know, share the gospel with people. I want to preach and teach. That looks like a lot of fun, which is not a normal mindset. I think for a lot of ministry people, a lot of people come into ministry, like, do not call me into ministry. God, give me anything but church ministry. Uh, but I wanted it. I wanted to be involved in ministry. And I remember my sophomore year of high school thinking like, God, when are you going to call me into ministry? I want to do this. And it was, it was a point where I finally, I remember at camp and I really don't remember what he was talking about. I just remember the point where he talked about many times, God, we, we look for this incredible calling when God is just asking us to surrender. And so I was like, okay, that's it. Like he, He's cool if that's the path I want to take in life. I just need to surrender to his will and do what he's called me to do. 
And so it moved from like looking for this, like writing in the sky to being like, I'm just going to surrender to what God wants me to do. And if he wants something different, then he'll change my path. But I want to be in ministry. And so that's what I'm going to do. And so I surrendered to his will. I surrendered to ministry. And that's when I came back to Springfield to go to Baptist Bible College and train. But, you know, he, he was even preparing me before I got to college because when we moved after my freshman year of high school from here in Springfield, I was furious. Like I had all of my friends. I had all of my church. You know, I, our church was large and we moved to a very small church. And so I was like just frustrated with God and that too. Like, why would you take me away from this incredible church and youth group and youth pastor and, and then bring me to this church that like the first day I show up and like half of them are related. I'm already the outsider and like, why are we here? And, you know, I was just so bummed, but God used that time from between my freshman and sophomore year to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. and to to help me realize I think in that moment of I am calling you to ministry I just want to see if you're going to get better or get better and so in that moment I had to realize like okay you know this is I, I can either get better or I can get better and I realized my situation isn't going to change if I pout about it or if I just try to make it better so why don't we try to do something about it and so we got a, a new youth pastor and so I jumped in with him and I just said okay what can I do equip me, train me, show me what to do. I, I want to make this what God wants it to be. And so that's when I learned to lead. That's when I learned to serve. That's when I learned to teach. He gave me opportunities to teach the youth group and help run activities. And uh, even down to the point of after school, I would just show up and say like, Hey, let's go hang out. You know, we'd take me to Taco Bell or we'd go play ping pong or, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really learned, uh, in those situations in life, you can either get bitter or you can get better. And thankfully, by the grace of God, uh, he directed me in a way that was pointing more towards him and and uh, growing me, really, because I, I needed to grow it. And, and before we moved, I thought, I'm fine, I'm no, no big deal. But after we moved, I was like, man, this is this was for a reason. God did this for a reason, and now I can see it. And I think it was a really big faith-building moment in my life, because now when I struggle and go through things I don't like or prefer, I can look back and say, hey, you went through a struggle before, but God used it for his good. And so just continue to trust in him through this situation. So that's a little bit of, of my story. I, I guess to kind of complete it out, I finished by college. Um, I started serving at church. I'm, I was serve at Park Crest Baptist in Springfield, Missouri. And you know, in college, I started serving there, kids ministry, uh, outreach ministry, missions, like however I can get involved, I wanted to get involved. And then after Bible college, you know, I'm, I'm still single, but when I graduate from Bible college, being single and in ministry is just, it's just different. I think people don't fully know what to do with you. Um, so I was interviewing and constantly looking for a job and, and no doors really open. But I think it's also a time that God used in my life to teach me as well. And I just knew, okay, even if I don't make money doing this, this is still my calling. It's still what I'm supposed to do. So I began serving heavily at Park Crest and started doing, uh, like that was really big. It was like 2012 or so. That's really big when like video announcements came out. And so I started shooting weekly videos for our church and then uh, they hired me part-time to be the volunteer coordinator. And then 
uh, they, I started serving as the middle school teacher. So I was teaching and then our, the student pastor ended up uh, leaving. And then that's where God had already set up. Like you're here, you're already serving, you're already faithful. And so then I was asked to be the full-time student pastor, which I was so excited about. And actually in two weeks, January 31st makes six years that I've been at Parkcrest full-time. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I kind of a cool, like, I don't know, just one of those reminders, like just continue to do what God's called you to do and he'll provide. And I don't know, it was a very, a big uh, trusting time, a, a time of faith that I had to just trust that what he was doing was on purpose and just continue to rely on him through it. I think it's so cool. I mean, we can always only ever see back, right? And so in college and when you're serving, you didn't see that now in 2021, you'd be celebrating six years full time being vocationally in ministry. Yeah. And you just faithfully kept trusting God, kept taking the very best next step in front of you. And he had the end game in mind. So you just kept obeying along the way. You know, Blake, if you were having, first off, are you a coffee drinker? I am. I okay. do like coffee. How do you drink your coffee? Uh, very simple. I, right now, my favorite thing is a honey almond milk cold brew. I love iced coffee or cold coffee. Okay. So if you were having a cup of iced coffee with someone else, okay. you're encouraging them on their own becoming journey, what would you say? Oh, man. I think I'd have to pull from really just life experience, Uh, but not only life experience, obviously, if I'm going to encourage someone, it's going to be through God's word. I think that's where we find the greatest encouragement, Uh, but I can also pull specifically in ways that can help people in in relation, and I think God puts us through situations that allow us to help other people, and so I think one of the biggest things that I would say is to simply be faithful. You know, we understand, and, and I think it's Matthew 25, where we know at the end of life, when we stand before the Lord, what we want to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I think for someone who's an Enneagram one, very driven, I think very much about like, I want to accomplish a lot. I want to do a lot rather than who am I supposed to be, you know? And so I get, I get sidetracked on doing rather than being a lot. And so I would encourage an individual if, you know, as God is working in your life to help you become more like him, then simply be faithful. It's, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to struggle, but the end of life, you simply want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. I was just talking with one of our pastors the other day and uh, we were in a meeting and he said, he's, he's actually been in ministry for like over 50 years and very, very involved, just a very like um, strong believer a very wise individual. And he said, you know what? I, I want to die serving the Lord. I want whatever. I I don't want to retire. I don't want to quit. I don't, I want to die serving the Lord, you know? And, and I think what a passion, especially for someone like me to learn from that and see his example of just his continued faithfulness. Uh, so a a big thing would be to encourage someone to simply be faithful because it's, you're going to struggle And then I I think kind of paired with that, as I've mentioned a few times, when you go through those struggles, you do have an opportunity to get bitter or get better. And so I think we, we know that God is going to call us to step out in faith. And there's a lot of areas that we need to learn to step out in faith. 
in times where even we think like, man, I just don't know. I just feel like I'm frustrated. I'm angry with, with where God has me. But in those moments, I think is also a time of testing that, that God is placing us in and we can learn and grow from a lot of it. So uh, I would, I would say evaluate where you're at and, and don't allow bitterness to take root, but uh, learn to see that God is sovereign, that he is good and he is still in control and he's got to be using this situation for something. So I'd encourage him to work through different life circumstances uh, in, in that mindset. I think another really big one too, and, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit with TikTok. I enjoy TikTok. I like making them. I like watching them. They're a lot of fun. Uh, but one of the things that I've noticed recently is I've allowed, and, and I think all of us could probably say we've been in that place, but we've allowed social media or we've allowed TV or we've allowed internet or we've allowed anything uh, to really take control of our thoughts and our mind. And I think we need to understand greatly the mindset of Romans 12, one through two, that it's very, very important for us to allow scripture to be the one that's renewing our minds. And I think that's found, you know, for me, I see it daily change my heart and my mind because the first thing I do when I wake up is spend time in his word and spend time in communication with him through prayer. And that drastically changes my mindset. It changes my heart attitude. And then it, it actually changes practically the steps that I take throughout my day. And so I think we need to evaluate, or I would encourage someone that I'm having a conversation with, evaluate what you're allowing in your mind, uh, evaluate what you're allowing to uh, speak into your heart. And uh, we see a lot of that even in Proverbs, where it talks about protecting your heart or guarding your heart, because there's things that we allow in uh, that maybe we're not even really conscious of, but if we're not allowing scripture to renew our minds continually, then uh, we're, we're going to head down a different path because I, you can actually see, I mean, it, even down to little things like the music selection I make throughout the day or uh, who I choose to have conversation with or who I choose to meet with or uh, what plans I make for our student ministry or for our church. I mean, it really adjusts practically like practical decisions that I make throughout the day. So I would say a big one would be allowing scripture to renew your mind daily. Uh, I think another really big one, and this is kind of like the end all be all for me. Like this would kind of be where I end with, with someone to say, here's the thing. And this is something I'm very passionate about. And it's just the local church. I'm very passionate about the body of believers. And, you know, even in, even making reference to the body, if someone's like, man, I really, I really want to become like, who am I supposed to become and who am I supposed to become in Christ? Well, we understand even the local body of believers is re referred to as a body because each person is there to play a part in the body. And so if you're looking for a place to find purpose or to serve or to be equipped, you know, uh, even Ephesians talks about as pastors, we're called to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so if you're looking to become something, then if you're not involved in a local church where a pastor is helping equip you and, and even notice gift like gifts or spiritual gifts in your life and call them out in you, then that's a huge thing that you're missing out on. And, uh, you know, that's, I made even a TikTok video on this because I, it's so hard for me for people to say, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I don't go to church or I don't belong to a church. And I think that's so contradictory. 
I mean, we understand very clearly Christ started the church. We see that in Matthew 16. We know that Christ is the head of the church, Ephesians 5. And we know that Christ is returning for the church, right? So we have all of these understandings of who Christ is. And if we say we're following Christ and he has started the church and said, hey, here's a place I want you to find purpose. Here's a place that I want you to get involved. Here's a place where you can become who I've called you to be. And if we're not involved in a local church, then we're not even, I mean, to be honest, we've got to be struggling with that mindset of, are we truly following Christ? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think it's important that we understand who we are in Christ and through the body of believers that he's established uh, for us to be a part of. So I think it's very important that you have a part to play within the church that is there to serve other people, right? You, we understand that even with spiritual gifts, it's not there just for you. It's a, it's a gifting you've been given to edify the body. And so if you're going to become who God's called you to be, a big part of that, really the main part of that is going to be done through the local church. So I'd encourage someone to, to do that because not only is that going to be a path where you're going to find uh, that purpose and find that gifting, but you're going to find an outlet to use it. And within it, you also have pastors there that are guiding you and helping you and teaching you and then equipping you because, and there's so many giftings that I see in people's lives that I think God gave you that gift. And if you were to use it to the avenue that he's created, which is the local church, I mean, that is, that's exactly why he's given you that gifting. And I think that's huge. And, and to me, I'm so passionate about the church too, because it's the only organization and only body that we know that scripture says, even the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So, I mean, we've already got the victory. I mean, why would we not be involved in the local church? And, and I do understand the other side of it. I mean, we understand a lot of people are hurt by the church. We understand that a lot of people are hurt by people and we know hurt people hurt people. And so a body is a group of people that are hurt. We are sinners and we're just trying to worship the one who is sinless. And so when we are together, we understand there's, there's room for that. So I know someone listening to this might say, you don't know what I've experienced. And let me tell you, growing up in church, I bet I can imagine what you've experienced growing up as a PK. I bet I can imagine a lot of it. But what I also know is Jesus Christ started the church and the church is plan A and there's no plan B. And so I, I get the struggle, but man, to become who God's called you to be, it needs to be through the local church in which he's established. Yes, that is so good. You know, two follow-up questions to kind of turn some of this into yeah. tangible next steps for people. If somebody was listening, they're like, man, Blake, I hear what you're saying about renewing my mind daily in God's word. Where do I even start? How would you follow up to that? That's good. Well, for someone that's new to the faith or even just looking in general, I, there's a lot of outlets. But one book of the Bible that I encourage people to start with reading through is the book of John, and it's the gospel of John, and you really get to experience uh, Christ and his life. You see the miracles that he's done. Uh, you see him to the cross, right? You see, uh, you see, I mean, that's where we get John three sixteen, right? One of the most famous passages in scripture that people even outside the church or outside the faith know. So I would encourage people to, to start reading through the book of John. I think it's also... Uh, availability to use tools that are around you. I mean, it, even if you're saying, man, I'm just a beginner at this. I don't, I mean, what does that mean? 
Uh, I know I have a lot of students as a student pastor. I encourage our students to download the YouVersion Bible app. And there are free devotions all throughout that thing. And so you really can not only spend time in God's word, because I know one of the biggest things I hear from students is, I've read the Bible, but I just don't know what it means. Like I've read this verse, or I've read this chapter, and I don't get it. And so when you go through some of those devotions, it helps explain God's word for you before you even read it. And so I think that is a big tool and very helpful. And so to, to begin renewing your mind, I would say start with uh, either a version Bible app, start reading through the Gospel of John. Uh, you might even try to get other people to do it with you. That accountability helps. And then you can have that conversation of like, hey, I read this today and I still don't get it. Um, then you guys can walk through and talk through that together. But it'll, it, it's kind of that beginning stage of allowing God's word to renew your mind. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love the version app and a lot of the plans that you're even talking about. Let's say you want to start transforming your mind like Blake was talking about. Literally search that and it'll bring up a ton of free plans that you can start diving into today. Second follow-up yeah. question, you know, you really honed in on the importance of being plugged in, being an active part of the body of Christ. So if somebody was watching and they weren't connected to a local church yet, they thought, man, this is kind of scary. Like, I know I can just go on Sunday or I can watch online, depending on where you're at in the country right now. When someone goes, yeah. take that step to go in person or to watch online, what would you encourage them to do next to take that step to get involved? That's a great question. And, and it's going to be a little difficult to answer because really every church is going to have a, a different process set up. And hopefully that church is communicating that process. So like if you were to come to Parkcrest, we mention multiple times every service, we have a connection card and it's all done online. So we ask people to go to our website, fill out a basic connection card. And when people are new and they do that, we receive something like that. We then reach out to them and whether it's phone call, email, whatever. And then we have a verbal conversation of helping them take their very next step after their first visit. So a big one is going to be give the church some kind of, you don't have to give them everything. You know, I know people are a little leery about handing out addresses and all that. I get it. That's okay. Uh, but if you don't give them anything, there's no way for them as a pastoral staff or as a leadership team to help you. So if you get there, listen for something that they're going to have, because most churches are going to have some kind of process to help you take a next step. And like I said, it's going to be a connection card or it's going to be a, a first time visitor card that, you know, different churches will call it different things. Uh, but I would encourage you to do some kind of uh you know, something they've already had set up. If they don't have something like that set up, uh, I would say have a conversation with somebody that's serving or somebody that you uh, recognize that uh, may be a part of staff or leadership and ask them. I mean, just ask them, what's, what's your next step? I'd like to get involved here uh, and then have that conversation because, you know, that's kind of the, the benefit of the church is every church is going to look different and that's a good thing. Uh, so I would just, I would just challenge you to kind of pay attention to what that next step is going to be for the church. And, and then that becomes more of a conversation in what's best for you rather than a blanket statement of here's what's next and you better do it this way. Because there's not really a, a one path thing. You need to find what's best for you and really a way in which you can find to serve within the church. 
Oh, that's so good. I love that. You know, couldn't help but notice you have your You Belong shirt on and you posted about this yeah. on your Instagram. So tell us a little bit about the shirt, some of the story, why it's important to you, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. I So as a student pastor, when I came out of Bible college, you think like, man, I've got this whole ministry thing figured out. I've got it set. We, you know, we're just going to take off from here. And I remember a, uh, a camp speaker that I have a, a good relationship with, a guy that I've seen for years, and, and he came and had a conversation with me and said, uh, why do you do student ministry? Why does your church have a student ministry? And I was like, because it's a church and we should have you know, stuff for, for students to do. And he was like, that's not a very good answer. Like, I, I'm looking for like, what's the purpose of your student ministry? And I really didn't have one. And so that's like the first time I felt like crushed as a youth pastor. They're like, oh man, I, I don't really, I feel like I don't know anything at all. And so I began to think like, okay, if we have a drive of who we are as a student ministry, what are we trying to accomplish? And about that time, uh, we had a student within our student ministry that uh, he was there, he was involved before I became the youth pastor. And then uh, kind of uh, got plugged into a rough crowd. And when I became the student pastor, he was already kind of uh, separated from church. He hadn't been involved very long. And then he came back randomly on like a Wednesday night and everyone was so excited to see him. He's just kind of like a funny guy, a really goofy guy. And, and so everyone's so excited to see him and welcome him. And that was Wednesday. And then on Friday, he committed suicide. And so for our student ministry, it was like, whoa, 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 what is the deal here? Like he just came back and he... And so I had this conversation with our students, like, guys, you don't know what people are dealing with and you don't know what they're going through. And that very Wednesday night was like his, probably his last ditch effort to be like, okay, maybe here, like maybe at church, I can find like the reason why I'm struggling with this, or I'm really hurting, or I can find hope, I can find help. And so it was this idea of like, man, we don't, we don't want to assume anything that anyone has experienced throughout their day or their life when they walk through our doors. And so we've tried to create an environment where we say, you belong. And so we tell, I tell our students, I don't care if students look different, act different, are different. They're welcome at our church. And we want them to be there. We want them to know that we love them. And it's kind of rooted out of 1 John 4, where we, we understand God first loved us. Yeah. Right. Many people might have a thought process like, man, you welcome anyone and everyone. And the point is, yes, because Jesus does that. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to be like Christ, we're going to we're going to do exactly what he's called us to do. And so we know even in our sin, before we had a relationship with Christ, God loved us, too. And it's really because we are all every human is created in the image of God. So whether they follow Christ or not, God loves them, which means we need to love them. And so. I honestly believe, I know um, Andy Stanley says, when you give people an out, they lean in. Mm -hmm. And so we have allowed people to come and say like, I look different. I act different. I, I, I am totally different. Let's see what these church people do, you know? And when we don't treat them differently, but we love them and we care for them and we learn to know them by name, uh, they realize like, whoa, they're not like, a, they don't feel attacked. They're not attacking me then that is like they're out. And so then they begin to lean in like, okay, what's this really about? And so our student ministry is all about, we have three steps. Uh, we want students to belong, believe and become. I love and it. so we talk all about this process, right? Yeah, become, right? It's perfect. 
So we, we talk all about this process. We want students to belong, but that's not where we want them to stay. But when we give them an out, they lean in. And then the hope is that they hear the gospel and they trust in Christ and they believe. And then we want to give students an opportunity. We, as a pastor, as a leadership team, we want to equip students to become who God has called them to be. And so we allow places for them to serve and, and to get involved with not only in their church, but within their student ministry. And so that's really what it's about. And it became really big even the past couple of weeks, again, because uh, in our community, we had another eighth grade student that committed suicide. And it's heartbreaking because you're like, ah, oh, what in eighth grade are you struggling with that you come to the point where you say, I just don't want to keep going. And so it was another push like, come on, we've got to get this word out there that people are welcome here and they have a place to belong. And we want them to know that God loves them. And then it, it, to be honest, it's been a really cool opportunity for our students to like realize like, oh, I can bring my friends that look different. I can bring my friends that are atheists. I can bring my friends that have crazy, you know, weird style. Absolutely. We want them all bring them in. So that's really where it launched from was like, really God loved us first. And so we want to do that for others as well. I love it. That is so cool. You know, Blake, if somebody was watching your story today and they wanted to connect with you online, where can they find you? And I will include all the links in the notes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think the best one, probably the easiest is Instagram. Uh, I, I stay up the most probably with Instagram, just stories or posting. Uh, it's just at Blake Housley. And then same with Facebook. I'm on Facebook with Blake Housley. Uh, I am on TikTok. It's Blake Housley one. So you can go see some videos there. Uh, we'll see. I'll get, maybe I'll try to get a few more up here in the next few weeks, but uh, TikTok's a good one. Uh, but yeah, it, really Instagram is probably going to be the best bet to reach out and, you know, shoot me a DM if there's some uh, question, but yeah, I'd love to stay connected through that. Well, we will include the links for all of you guys watching. Blake, thank you so much for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming. I so appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.